All right, welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. Nick is back after a little break. Um, unfortunately, got a bit of a KO, a training, copped a bit of a head knock. Um, Kohai filled in for the week. He's happy to go back to Sydney form. But, uh, mate, what happened? Bit of, bit of a knock at training? Yeah, funnily enough, the guy wasn't even in the drill. I was, yeah, in the drill and running, facing the other way, sprinting, and I've run straight into someone's shoulder with the back of my head. So... It was, yeah, stunned me. I sort of took a few minutes. I was all right at first and then stumbled over to the cones, ran off the ground and couldn't remember the day. It's not a good feeling, eh? <laughs> Mate, I was nauseous and I was literally like chundering. If I had anything in, in me, I would have definitely thrown something up. But yeah. yeah, just, I don't know. And then I had to take a couple of days off work just with driving and I went to you went work. To, you went to work the next day, didn't you? Yeah, I went and I actually don't remember it, but... Yeah, the lady sitting next to me sort of said, what are you doing here? I said, I actually don't know. Like, I sort of just woke up in the morning and just natural routine, like just got ready. Drove to work and then got there and sat down. And usually in the morning, we have to write an email to teachers, like about like when we're going into support and stuff. And it usually takes about two minutes. And I reckon it took me 16 minutes to write the thing because I just couldn't concentrate. So, yeah. Mistakes. Yeah, so ended up getting an MRI on the Friday, but yeah, all good, all clear, which is great, but a bit scary. It was. When I spoke to you, you were a bit paranoid about having to go get scans and all that shit. So, mate, good luck. I mean, so good luck. I'm happy that it's all good. Like we said, you know, you've had friends that have gone through far worse, so you're lucky you're sort of back training. And even if it's not contact, hopefully that's pretty soon because that's the fun bit of fucking AFL, isn't it, the contact? 100%. 100%. Um, you were still able to get yourself to the track though, I noticed. So how's that been going? It was a very quiet, very, very posh day at the track. It was a very sit down with my dad in the members stand and just go from the bedding ring back upstairs. So no beers or anything, but managed to have a pretty good day out there, which was good. Um, a good day. You get up big day on Saturday. Yeah. I had a big day on Saturday. Um, backed, I reckon I backed. I think I had 13 bets for eight winners. So I had a really good day um, and smashed the Halal Animo Quinella, which I think I think our last, it was $5.50, which was really handy. And if you listen to the podcast two weeks ago, I said we're following Halal everywhere he goes this prep. So Thoughts nearly on got Pikey. $11 isn't, there. Isn't Pikey just like riding pretty well now? He's in, been in a bunch of photos. Yeah, and average price of about $9, okay. $10 too. Yeah. So it's good to see him come over and ride. I actually heard a little murmur, an exciting murmur. It's be good. Z, Zed Purton coming back to Sydney. Really? The end of next year, the, at the end of the Hong Kong racing season. So oh, the guy just has it so good over there, just rides winner after winner. Probably That's wants true. to come home. I don't know. Okay. It's just. We've just gone inside. We've but gone I suppose off. he's done it all. He's done it all. Well, you've just gone off topic, so well, let's mention it. Golden 60. Um, what did you think? When I spoke to you, you said, was it Russian Revolution? Was that the horse? No. Nah, um, Russian, Russian Emperor. Emperor. Russian Emperor. Russian Revolution. That's the fucking red horse. Um, you actually gathered a bit of push. You were like, look, think this might be the go. What a ride from Shin. Didn't he just take the piss on the inside? Shades of humidor in the cox yeah. plate behind me. That's what I saw. Oh, um, yeah. Completely outrode the winner. And for me, I thought Golden 60 was reasonably poor last start when it ran the second or third. I thought it was really poor. 
and then it's come out and these people giving it excuses of the wet track and all this shit. If if it's what the horse that they're saying it is and it's a champion and all this, then you can run in everything. Like Wings. You can run in it. Look at Wings. Wings yeah. could run on a fucking firm one mm. and she'd win. And then she'd run on a heavy tent, she'd win. Like yeah. You can't call horses champions and the best in the world and all this shit if they can't even handle a little bit of slop. Yeah. So, yeah, it was no, bloody I was good. not impressed. It was bloody good from Shin and the amount of bets that, like, you even looked on Ladbrokes that were just piling through 10 grand, 10 grand, 10 grand. Every bookie would have been the same. Everyone just jumping on Golden 60. But um, we go to Melbourne, Nature Strip butchering the start, Jamie Carr aboard, Home Affairs winning, J-Mac poking his tongue out and fucking confident as on the line. Wins by, let's say, 0.1 of a length. There's people out there that are saying that even if Nature Strip got a clean start, that she still would have, um, he still would have lost. Please. They are smoking ganja. <laughs> I think it was they... still good. Like Home Affairs was still good, but Nature Strip wins yeah. comfortably if it's all good. Wins by four with a leg in the air. <laughs> four, 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 okay, four. I'm telling you, to make up the amount of ground he made up over a thousand meters up the straight, racing not in his normal pattern yeah, when you've been deleting, bumped yeah. by when you've been bumped by two horses once you run out of the gate, you go up rear up in the air. Mm. Like to do what he did is just like pure arrogance from a non-punting standpoint. It's it's phenomenal what he did. What did you think of how like how was Profiteer like that mid race where all of a sudden just like scooted to the front like that oh. one little sectional of about seventy meters would have been so funny how fast know, it did just you see the did you see the stewards vision where yeah, yeah. like where he first came across and then he kept sliding I reckon he was a bit towy old Profiteer yeah. he trialed really well leading into that so might be a chance of getting a price about him I reckon next start and he'll run well in my opinion. What'd you, what'd you make of Jamie Carr? Pretty good ride in hindsight, right? From what she had patient. to make up. Yeah, Ballsy. really patient. Knew, knew, knew she had a gun horse under her, which I think is the main thing you need to do in that situation. Like some jockeys would freak out. She's just got like soft hands, let nature strip get into his stride. Home affairs was fucking good. Like yeah. you, you can't forget that, but he's just, yeah, I could, I've, don't think I've been as impressed with a horse for running second in my entire life. It's a good first start. Um, yeah. What did you make of, I don't know if you saw it too much, but the sub rule for the quaddy. So oh. obviously working in social media, I am trying to look after the tab account and you can imagine the amount of abuse that I was just copying. As soon as the forgot you was made the sub and not pinstriped, I'm like, oh, I don't really know the rule here. And I'm just watching just flood DMs, people just calling us crooks and everything. And the fact so, that forgot you was the sub for the big six, but pinstriped was the sub for the quaddy. And I didn't know. So I, I reached out to one of the bookies or one of the traders. I go, what's the story? I'm just getting rinsed here. And it comes down to with that, the amount of money in the tote pool. Yep. So he just goes, mate, someone's just whacked the tote before it jumped. Like that had someone just had a real big crack and that's what's happened. Even though forgot you's higher on the fix, like people, it's, I don't know. I don't know if there's a better way of doing it. Like I don't mind the way it's done when you look at it that way. But the fact if you've left it out and then pinstripe wins, you're like, how did I not get, how is the fourth or fifth best favorite fixed odds wise, the sub, which yeah. I don't understand why the big six and the thing I was different, but whatever. Maybe because well, forgot you jumped 580 on the tote. Was it 580? 580, I think it was. Or I think they were the same. Weren't they the same? Yeah. Well, Pinstripe 
Did he pay for 80 apiece? Well. I think they were 480 apiece. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think they were 480 apiece. And then obviously you just thought you had more money. And just obviously change a little bit of topic, but same race. How good was Forgot You? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I back, forgot, remember I back, forgot you won. Everyone would have gone, yes. <laughs> I back forgot you and he ran the really good fourth. It was nice to see a horse come back like that. It was really good. It's nice of you to say a very nice fourth. I was um I'd been conned into a bit of a lightsaber bet too. So when you see him getting stuffing around behind again, the late scratch, I'm like, please scratch. Please just scratch him. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't want to oh. nine into four bucks too. I know, but you know what happens, like the curse when you're getting backed out and getting checked over by the vet, you're guaranteed a second or a last, you're not winning. So I'd love to know the stats on that, how often your horse gets a vet check and wins, because I'm yet to see Have they one. ever won? Have they um, ever won? I've, Has it ever won? It's the biggest mock of all time. So, yeah, 100%. I don't know. Um, so you like the meeting? Pretty good. This is pretty exciting. We, we've battled our way through summer, talking a bit of Queensland racing, when we really just don't care about Queen. We try and go Magic Millions is cool and shit, but it's not. When it comes back to like autumn and spring and stuff, this is our bread and butter. So Caulfield this week, we got a couple of group ones. Good meeting, you think? Yeah, Blue Diamond Day. A lot of people, other than Derby Day, this is a lot of people's favourite sort of day. This and Guineas Day are sort of two days that they a lot of punters like. Um, tell you what, Caulfield would want to turn one on this week because it two, when they raced here two weeks ago, it was a disgrace. Like. It in terms of bad. track, like it was just leaders only, and they watered the track the morning of. Like it was just the stupidest thing. So they've got a. You'd, you'd think it had raced pretty fairly, and the track curators would have been taken very good care of it for the last two weeks. Well, similar to what happened with Rose Hill, those two meetings beforehand, where it was just leader bias, and they came out on the weekend. It was played fair. So fingers crossed this happens, um, and it's their time to turn it on, right? So Randwick's going to be sitting on a heavy ten. They're sitting on a perfect track. They've got no excuses. They could like look really good this weekend because jockeys are going to be covered in mud in Sydney and. Look, no one can turn it on a bit, but um, I'm coming off a lot of the Sydney podcast talking heavy tens, and I've come here and I'm going to be talking good fours. So help me out, but um, we'll go straight into it, mate. We got the straight up is the Zeta Tape Stakes Generations Fave. We're kicking off with um, a 1200 meter race. This is where I like it. I remember last time was it last week they started with like a 2000 meter race, and you know how I feel about fucking distance races, mate. <laughs> but we kick it off with a 1200 meter race. Generation Jamie Carr, Kieran Ma. That's pretty much all I got to say. When you think like that, opening race, Jay Carr, Kieran Ma. I don't really have to much say much. I think that wins. Ma's mission's there, though. John McNeil, I know you're a big fan. You caught him the best jockey going around the other week. Um, for the Hawks, Finance Tycoon, I know you've backed that before. Mornington Glory, we've all had that. And a few others. Thoughts? Yeah, just to back myself up there, yep. John McNeil is definitely the best jockey in Melbourne at the moment, along with Damien Lane. They're the two, for sure. Um, yeah, Gee, they place this horse well now. Like they put this horse in some good races, very winnable races all the time. They probably know he's not quite up to that group one level. So they sort of just pick these twos and threes and listed races for him to win. So I like that a lot. It is interesting that McNeil's not on it. Um, pretty sure he wrote it last time and he goes on to Mars Vision, the Mars Mission. So I don't know what's more positive, Carl or McNeil mm. in Mar and Eustace's eyes. So I'm not going to read into it too much. I think Generation's the one. And then I'm going to play the Quinella with Finance Tycoon. Pinstripe form looks good form now, like a length and a half behind it. And Finance Tycoon was coming off, what, 140 days spell then. 
prep before that had only had the one run. So you'd think second up with Frosty on board, he'd probably be ready to go. So I reckon generation to win and finance Tycoon around the Quinella. And Mars Mission around the trifecta. Um yeah, I, I'd say so. I dare say the top three in the market are on top three. All right, generation, I'm with you. I think it takes it out. Race two, uh, we mentioned not huge on it. Flying mascot goes right. It's a dollar eighty-five. We'll probably win. Rich Hips isn't that bad of a horse. Um, it's going to be first off. It's had a trial. I know its last time out was pretty ordinary, but it did have a win at Flemington the start before. But beyond to win goes okay. Jamie Carr's on under the spell, but mate, flying mascot probably just bit, wins. Eh? It's a bit better than these. Yeah, it'll be no bet, but it's only purely because I don't see any value in the race. Flying it's mascots. Lost the probability, didn't it? Exactly. It's yeah. taken. It's taken probability its last stride to knock him, knock her off. So, got to be the one to beat when you got rich hips coming back first up. Albeit has a really good first record, um, the the rest of these horses aren't up to probability's level. So, yeah, flying mascot will be winning. You and I are both fans of Blake McDougall as well. He's a good fucking jockey. Good. He's good, a good jockey. jockey. Good jockey. Race three, uh, 1,800 metre. We got Castle Ray Kid, 370. That's the fave. El Patroness, Jamie Carr. Um, probably the way I'm going, even though it's drawn. Seven, I think it's good. 420, we got Mares, Mark Zari goes straight with the eight bucks. Lucky decision, attractable. We go out. But um, are you El, El, El Patroness? Yeah, I am. Um, again, probably a bit more of a watch race as well. Um, but I think El Patroness is the one. Good third, 61 and a half kilos first up, and a horse that like is looking for sort of that 2000. Like she was an Oaks horse. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, really good bet with 55 kegs. Um, Castlereagh Kids obviously coming in with good form and comes from a really tough, tough yard too. But I think El Patroness is a good bet. 1800 looks a suitable sort of distance. Yeah, for I'm sure. With you. I'm with that. All right, race four, uh, Amanasco Stakes. Argentia, you like this? It's already into 210 from 240. Zara for the Freedmans. we got Decent Rain. Fuck, it just keeps going around this horse. So 10 into 650. We've got Forbidden City, Lavish Girl, Yearning. Uh, it's nommed as well. How much Argentia win by? Yeah, I think this is the best for the card. Um, I think 210 uh, will get crunched as well. I uh, how long can they keep this poor, decent rain up for? Like, <laughs> I, know I know they're a good stable and they obviously look after their horses and all that, but fucking hell, give the thing a rest. Like, it ran, it's been running since September. Literally, you have a three year old filly that you're absolutely flogging. Maybe she just loves racing, but it didn't certainly didn't look like she loved racing last week when she went down as a $3.30 favorite. Um, I think that Argentia. 1,200 metres, smashed the line. And this horse had they had a lot of promise for this horse in its first prep, and it ran really well. Came out in its second prep and only had one run straight back out. Mm. 1,200, smashed the line. 1,400, it'll eat it up. I think this horse wins by a bit. It's hard just getting so, like, thrilled about $2.10, though, eh? But I'm with you. I can't see it losing. Um, I like Zara, too. I like Zara on that. Um, all right, we, we disagree on the next race. This is the Peter Young Cascadian. And to be honest, I've just got a bit of a fucking... I just fucking hate Cascadian. I've had it because it's been a couple of years since it, um, I had, had a bit of beef with it. And I've just sort of never gone with it again. Fuck it. But 
I know you like it and I know the other podcast, I went with Tom, loves it. Um, I like Callsign Mav. I think they're pretty similar. Do I think Cascading can win? Absolutely. I think Callsign Mav is pretty good. They're both similar old 260-320. Delphi's there, we know that. Shared Ambition, yes. Yonkers, Steel Prince, all them. Uh, give me a push for Cascadian. I, it's pretty simple. Like, you got a horse that... <laughs> like, really? I, I can't understand why you could back anything else in this race. Like, Call sign Mavs coming back off an injury, had its chance to win over 1,600 and didn't go past Earlswood. Delphi's first up and is a cup horse. Shared Ambition's looking for far further. And then you got Cascadian, who, against track pattern, took up took ground off um, horses with Tefane in front yeah, of it yeah. and I'm thunderstruck behind it. Mm. Like, at, at weight for age as well, when they all get equal weights. Like, What do you expect from Barrier 1, though? I think in a in a small horse field with a lot of stays could take up a position like it could it could be in the first four. So unusual. I think it should be if, like gate one over eighteen hundred. Like I don't know. I, there's only eight runners. You you think it'd be fourth, fifth? Mm. I just think it's a really good bet again. Look, I'm with. Talk I'm, to I'm, me about what do you like? Well, to be honest. I, like I just said, it, uh, I've just got a fucking bit of beef with Cascadian, and that's the reason I went against. I absolutely think Cascadian can win. I do think Cascadian gets itself into a lot of trouble, um, especially when it's back, and you often see it, like, you see it just cluttered. You're like, fuck, this horse rules, or it's going to go out wide and it's going to fly home. How many times have you seen that? Yes, they're both group one winners and whatever. I just think, especially if, if people come for Cascadian and that winds out to 360, 370, 380, I'm taking that. I'm not taking the two dollars if I because I think people will come for Cascadian. I just definitely reckon it's not that much of a difference, but fuck, who knows? Hopefully one of us can win. Um the futurity is a sick race. I like it. So Tefane uh coming off that really good win last start. It's two dollars sixty, pretty much what it opened. We've got I'm Thunderstruck, everyone knows the horse, it's a freak for Jai McNeil's aboard, Mawanga. Jamie Carr's aboard. Uh, it's going to be first up. So, Wawanga's one of the big ones. Sierra Sue, Turath, Extreme Flight, Streets of Avalon, Mr. Mozart. Um, I'm unsure where to go. Who have you landed on? Uh, Don't know. <laughs> it's so hard because, like, if Mwanga comes out and runs a first up effort like it did when it knocked off very elegant over the same distance, then he's the winner. If Tefane gets it all her own way out in front, which I don't think she will, but if, if she does and the track's playing like it did the other week, then she'll probably win it. And then if there's a little bit of pace up front, which I see there being a little bit, I think I'm, strun- I'm Thunderstruck wins. So I'm finding it really hard. And there's you don't get a very good price to find out about any of them. It's tough. That's what I mean. So like, do you want 260 or do you want 360? When Like, it can, like I don't know. I'm, you know what? Sometimes you just got to put your nutsack on the line. I'm going to put my nutsack on the line. I'm going to say I'm thunderstruck or win this race. There'll be there'll be pressure up front. I think Tefane, they'll be stupid not to try and lead again. Turath will be in the first couple. Streets of Avalon and Mr. Mozart, I reckon they'll both go forward. I'm thunderstruck will be obviously last pair. But I thought McNeil's ride two weeks ago when I'm thunderstruck was first up, I thought it looked like they were just letting it go around, give it a little last 200-meter effort, then work it at home. I think, yeah, there's something about this horse that just 1,400 at Caulfield, it just smells. There's something about it. So I've got to be with him and I love him. 
So Tofano was pretty good up front. Are you expecting a bunch of horses just piss each other off up front, battle hard, get a stitch early, thunderstruck to come flying over? Because that's the way I'm seeing it. Yeah. Well, I think if you're if you're Ollie on Mr. Mozart, you go forward. And yep. if you're Preble on Streets of Avalon, aren't you trying to just go go to the front and try and steal the race a little bit? Like he could run a cheeky race. That's what I mean. They're going of- to piss oh, each other off up front. And then again, like, yeah. Moonga. Thoughts. What happened? What about Moonga? You can't just leave Moonga. That's the thing. He can sit fourth while the pressure's <laughs> all going on and he just peels off their backs. Right. First up record of four starts, three wins. These are the sort yes. of races where I just end up just going, and I really, really want to bet, but I just go, I just know what to do. And I'm not a big on like backing two horses, especially if they're going to both give me $3. So I think it's on- a gun opening leg to the quaddy though. I think that I, th- I only think the three horses can win. Yeah. I'm going to go with Armstrong. I agree. I just think there might be a bit of pissing each other off up front and just might steal it late. But um, Blue Diamond, big race of the day. This is tough. Um, it's fucking, it is tough, this shit. Um, Jackano is the fave. It's five bucks. Nothing's really changed there. It did open fives. We've got Revolutionary Miss, Jamie Carr and Snowden's opened eight bucks. It's into six. Sevenak is seven. Nine's in from seven. Uh, Lofty Strikes there. A little bit of a drift. Tommy, last podcast we just did before, he likes Miss Rosiano. Um, he was going with that and Dormier, counter the headlights, etc. There's more at odds there. Who have you landed on this ho- This race is fucking tough and I need some help. I've landed on Sebenak. I was really, really, really impressed. Brian McNeil, what back. a surprise. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a gagger. Um, <laughs> <You are>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't back him last start when he won. I was on Dormier or whatever it's called. Yeah believe that was the same race um maybe it wasn't the same race anyway i was on a horse that ran fourth it didn't win seven act won it and he was bolting for a run a very long way out in this race and you often don't see two-year-old horses actually like stay composed when they're in behind a ruck and then when they get their run then accelerate and i thought it was sort of the look of a really smart horse so i think seven dollars to find out is fantastic and get the best jockey in the Southern Hemisphere on him. Um, and I'll be saving on Lofty Strike. Couldn't have been more impressed either with his two wins. Like he smashed the line at Caulfield, absolutely smashed it and made the people, the horses behind him look like shit. So they're the two, seven act main play. And then maybe a little same race multi, as you would say. Same you know, I love. But you know what? This race, and I'm not. I'm definitely not huge, like big and knowledgeable on the form here. But to me, though, looking at it just before those top five, there's not a huge, um, huge difference there. I know that Jack and O is the favorite. You really didn't much make much of it there. I know it won first up was a bit ordinary last start. I went and watched the replay earlier, but um, Tommy caught a talk me into most Rosiano, but I also like Sevenak as well. I agree with what you said. So, um, oh, fuck, I wouldn't be surprised to be honest, either of these revolutionary miss there's not any at odds either that i'm not gonna I'm give, give much to a little bit for waltz on by i heard a bit of chat about yeah. that it's had a little bit of coin for it but fuck that Do good um, seven acts the, the good thing about the thing about these races that i reckon the last three years like written by can't remember the horse that won it last year off the top of my head every horse that's won has been around that 455 dollar mark but they've been backed in from sevens so there's been that that good go on race day where all the punters obviously go down to the parade ring and see which ones are sort of going off and which ones aren't. Um, I don't know. The money's been spot on in this race the last couple of years. So maybe have a little bit of a watch. 
Have you got any favourite winners from the Blue Diamonds? Um, my oh, favourite call. Here you go. I've got a race call for you. Go on. So Pariah hit the front and Catchy comes up on the outside. And My story's about Catchy. Up. You go first. I've got my story about Catchy yeah. as well. So I can't remember what um, Greg says. He says, Pariah's hit the front of the colt, but Catchy's coming. Catchy, Catchy got him. And it's one <laughs> of the great calls. It's such a ripping call. I love it. So, um, and I just remember, yeah, Catchy going past Pariah, who was sort of, it was the gun cult versus the gun filly, and she went straight past. It was awesome. But do you remember, uh, I mean, like you just said, that or the, the prices have all been around that. I remember Catchy was $4.80, I think, on the day of $5. And one of the boys, a bit of a degenerate friend of mine, especially at work, he got a $1,000 deposit match um, with Ladbroke, so 1000 So five of us all went with together, I think we went 200 each, and we just put the two grand straight on Catchy at fives so when it won we won like 10 grand fucking heck obviously the spot was there but like to have ten thousand account froth and we were so stoked at work just watching it win and catchy had been on a mad run too it won heaps of races around its time and yeah big on catchy i'm stoked you said that good horse yeah catchy catchy got him um the oakley plate this is a cool race as well um marabi we know how good it is it's 280 into 250 wild ruler um if anyone saw it i put up a graphic kohai saw the apparently he was at the races the other week went to the kebab shops bumped into some pissed guy at the kebab place and said the guy said oh, i'm a track work rider for the snowdens and get on wild ruler it's absolutely flying jump on for the oakley plate look that's if that mail's good if this comes out and wins, then that's the fucking best mail we can get, right? Let's just go to the kebab shop every Saturday night and just fucking ask someone for a tip. But Marabi is a freak. Kieran Ma, Benny Allen, uh, 260. Wild Rules, the second favourite. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send someone out your way and just, like, tip them off. I'll give him 50 bucks just to come and find you at a supermarket. Little short fella. And I'll just get him to say to you, Oi, seriously, revolutionary miss. Lying at track yeah. work. And look, I'll take it and then I'll claim it as my own mail as well. And I'll just give it a push on the weekend. So if anyone wants to meet me at Mona Bell Kebab Shop, fucking I'll see that I'm there most nights. Um, Wild Ruler is the second favorite. Fancy that. Fucking obviously the guy's been telling a few people. Um, away game, Linda Meach aboard, Minaj, good horse, Oxley Road, one of ours. We got Jonka, we got Bella Nipotina, Malkovich, General Bozu, Tori. Sick race. And one of your horses from last year, ingratiating, you can have him. Um, does Marabi just win or have you got anything for me a bit odds? Oh, is something going to run well? How much does Wild Ruler win by? Yeah. I don't think she just wins. I think she can win, but I think this is the first time where, because she's she's just been too quick, right? Mm. She's just been too fast for everyone she's versed. And then you come to a race like this, right? You've got Oxley Road on speed, Yonka on speed, Malkovich, who's fast. Like she's a fast horse, Malkovich. So, sorry, he's a fast horse. You've got these quick horses, like in a group one over 1100 at Caulfield. I don't know. Is she going to just be able to hold them all off? I don't know. I think she's probably the best horse in the race, but the one I don't mind has 52 kilos and has a gun first up record um, is Minaj. Um, John O'Shea yard flying. Horses had two trials leading into it, which sort of says that this has been a little bit of a target. Kieran's um, down there. Yeah, Kieran goes down, takes the ride. I think good bet, 850. I think Marabi, I, I'm not entertaining $2.50. She can she can win without me, to be honest. So I'd rather 
maybe maybe play the Quinella or something like that. But I think Minaj is probably the play each way. To me, I love this race. I, I look at a bunch of these. Yes, Morel is the freak going for what? I don't know, was it six or seven in a row or fucking whatever. A few of these can knock it off, I reckon, especially if you're going to be able to catch. But away game, we know away game can fly late, right? Minaj, I was going to say Minaj as well. So Minaj is there and fucking, I don't know, if Wild Ruler can go without me. But fuck, day. There's, a, there's a few odds that can do, do some damage as well. So I reckon that's one of the best races of the day. I'm keen to see that one go around. Um, the last, Desert Icon, uh, been going really well. It's uh, had a really good win last start. I think it ran around at like three bucks or something, but it was super impressive. Thornton's aboard. It's already been backed in. It's just a touch. Wycliffe is going around. We've got Criminal Code. Uh, Preble's aboard. Waller. What else we got? We've got Pancho, Ziegfeld, Defibrillate and Dirty Deeds, etc. there. But um, Desert Icon was bloody impressive last start, eh? Yeah, really impressive. And when Waller takes them down there, like they're usually going pretty good. So... I'm, I probably play Wycliffe. Um, I backed it actually. I very, very rarely have a bet in Adelaide. It's very rare for me, but I, I did back it last uh, two weeks ago when it ran around at Adelaide over 2000. Um, and yeah, I, it was, it couldn't have been more impressive. Got a really big tip for it that day. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, Who was the tip? Was really big tip mean? Well, I got a tip just saying that it was airborne. It was coming off a trial as well. So I don't know, and it was seven dollars. So me and dad just sort of thought you're definitely yeah. you're definitely a Morphville guy, mate, for sure. I'm not, I promise you. you. Are, I'd rather have a bet at Kilmore. Mate, I'd rather have a bet at Townsville at 6:30 or Ascot. Serious? Promise. If I'm gonna, yeah. Like, North Queensland's yuck. Morphville does nothing for me. Yeah, neither. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> um, any others? Wycliffe only. Um, in Sydney. Yeah, talk to me, Sydney. What about? Obviously, we've been fucking swamped with rain, right? And what are we, a heavy and heavy nine at Randwick at the moment? It's going to be a heavy 10. There's going to be a bunch of scratchings. There's certain things like Cool and Gutter I don't think is going to run. I, I can't see Cool and Gutter running. So expect deductions there if you bet in that race, which I have. Very elegant. Let's just talk tab tubing Orton. Very elegant's fave. We got Think It Over in the next. We got Colette. We got, um, fuck, what's the overseas horse for thing? I'll think of it in a second. Okay. Yep. So that's going around. It's had one run, but it's come back off a spell. Who knows what we expect from from that? I know a couple of people have it on top. I'm all over very elegant. I think you know, first up, ignore it. Can do well in the well in the heavy. I know Colette's scary in the in the slop and stuff, but think it over. Could win, but it's fucking. We haven't seen it do anything in this sort of track because it's going to be pretty yuck. I know it looks good if you look on Twitter. They got ATC put up their little report. But at the end of the day, it's I mean, it's raining right now. It's going to be raining tomorrow. It's probably raining Saturday. It's going to be yuck, especially yeah, by race seven. Yeah. Are you with Berlin? No, I'm not actually. Ah, oh, come on. And it pains me, but I thought she was good. I thought she was okay. And she was in the worst part of the track, but... Who are you with? Colette? I'm with Colette, yeah. I think... Really? This is a gun bet. This is an awesome bet. I'm I'm massive on. I think I thought she was fantastic first up. Not a horse that goes that well first up either. Behind Think It Over, um, gets the slop. She's three from three in the heavy, and she just like the wetter it gets, the better. Her soft records: five starts, three wins, and a placing. And she's three from three in the heavy. She's going to get genuine slop. Gets Tim Clark, who doesn't like getting too far back on horses, which I, I was love. going to say. You know me, like, yeah. is Timmy Clark? Does Tim Clark often win if he's not leading? 
tell me when See, he, he tell might, me when he's won when he hasn't led. He might be six seventh. He only might he might might only keep her a couple pairs back. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm pretty happy with this bet over sixteen under. I think she's a genuine miler. I think very elegant. Just clearly looking for further. Is Think It Over just going to try and rush it up and try and lead? Yeah, don't rule him out, but I just worry about him in the slot. In the slot. Uh, I'll ask you about... I'm not going to talk Cool and Gutter because I honestly don't think it's going to run. I, I don't think they'll fucking push it for that race, but Ray, the guy Walter, Ice Bath, a few people are making this the best bet of the day. Uh, I've heard it quite a few. I don't know if I want to jump into $2.30, but everyone seems to think this is the absolute gun bet. What do you reckon? Race six. I'm with Prom- I like promise of success yeah. in that race. I've been back. I day 11s into sixes. I couldn't have Ice Bath at 2.30. People people say this horse is this dead set wet tracker, but she's just a good horse, Ice Bath. Like it's not, she's just happened to have run pretty well in the wet as well. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I don't think she's a, a, as big of a wet tracker as people think. I think promise of success goes clearly goes well in the wet. Like all three wins have been in the slot. Hasn't missed a placing basically in its last 10 runs and is a horse on the up. Jay Collett, 54 kilos and six, seven bucks to find out. They'll be, they'll be swooping and she'll be back last. So you know, I think it's a good bet. I'm, I'm happy. If Ice Bath wins at 2.30, so be it. Like right. she's gone around in 11s and 15s and we've missed before. So she can have the 2.30. Promise of success and Ice Bath, both $5. Who are you jumping on? That's a fucked question. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, mate, does that make you, does well, that you back onto Ice Bath? Just well, because here, you- comes a, here comes a very mathematical answer. I would take Ice Bath because she's a $2.30 chance form-wise. Yeah. So I would take the percentages. Is she a $2.30 form-wise? Like you're not, the way you just talked is she's not really. You're like, mate, I, I think that's no good. I think it should be more. And I think promise success is good odds. So yeah, I think she's the class horse of the race, Ice Bath, for sure. She's she's probably, in my opinion, a three, four dollar chance in this race. And I think Promise of Success is about a four, five dollar chance. I just see the value. For me, the value is Promise of Success. So they're a lot like you'd rather the two dollar ten for a place Promise of Success than taking the win for Ice Bath. That makes more sense, right? 100 percent Cool. Hundred percent Sorry for the little put you on the spot there with a little tough question, mate. Bring out the maths in you. Um, <laughs> I like that sort of question too because people can put it, put shit on a horse. You go, fuck that, it's two dollars. I'd rather the eight dollars. Like, cool, they're both the exact same. What are you doing? They're like, oh, just jump back on that horse. Um, last one. I'll mention the surround to you. So, Espionas, Espiona, and Fangirl. Everyone's always talking about Espiona. Fangirl got the better of it last start. Still two dollar ten for Espiona. Fangirl's four twenty. Jamea, we know it's good. Even Zuzarella. I'm on at 26. I thought that was a good price when it was all in, but now it's still 21. So I don't really care, but whatever. I mean, I'm on the all in there, but these two horses, Espiona and Fangirl, they're both bloody good, um, but haven't really been in the heavy and the slot too hard. Don't know if they'll both go around. Who knows? But what do you reckon? I like two two horses in this race. Well, I like Espiona, but I just don't know how you could have Espiona based on going up another 200 metres and fangirls looking for a little bit further. Like, yeah. in my opinion, when you've got 420 and 210, it's a no-brainer for me. She can come out and win. I yeah. know she's done. I know she's only going to get better. So it's probably a pop on my face at the end of the week. But I think out of the two, fangirls the one. And the one that I want to have something 
something on is hinged. Yeah. Um, this horse is really, really good in the wet. Um, th- these girls have all run against each other so often, these 10 horses. Um, yeah, I think hinged is massive over the odds. Has a really good second up record. And I thought her first run in that fangirl race at 50s was super. Was at 26 now. And Brenton's aboard. You see Brenton came back and had a winner the other day. Pretty emotional when he had a winner. And I think he rode another one today. So from his gnarly fall from the other way uh, a couple months yeah. ago, it's really good to see him back. Um, I'm with you. I hinged at $6 a place too. It's massive. I think it's huge overs. And... Good horse. Like this is a horse that started favorite in a in a thousand guineas, like mm. and racing against all the same horses, except for the, obviously the top two in the market, who are the two sort of sprouters of the three-year-old fillies. True. So yeah. And then last one, last one <laughs> I like. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I really happy, excited for this meeting. Through Irish eyes in the last. Back this horse first up behind Arctic Thunder and knew that it was going to not be fa- not be far enough for it and that was over sixteen hundred race nine gets to not 2000. race nine sorry race nine oh yeah last. right I yeah. always remember when it used to be race nine yeah, those, those were the days sorry race nine used to be the last race but now we cream a hundred races into a day yeah. um, I knew it wasn't going to be far enough for it but its last two or three hundred it smashed the line and I was really really happy with it so. That's my probably my value bet for the day. Really? So what are we? And this is six dollars a field. This race, right? So Yee Yee is the fave. Got Outlandos, which is um went pretty well. Um, I'm with you. This is something we talked about earlier through Irish eyes. Chad Schofield can't catch him or his old man ever. I feel like it just fucking annoys me. Um, but yeah, eight fifty to six fifty. It's good little good value bet. So that's your value at Ramwick. We'll go. Yep. We'll, okay, that's your value. You go six fifty. Your best at Ramwick. What are we thinking? Are we giving it to? What do we talk about? We're not giving it Colette. to Colette. Colette. Colette's my best at Ramwick. Okay, and then the best at Caulfield. Are we giving it Argentia? To Argentia. Any value at Caulfield? Um, my value at Caulfield. Half sorry. A, there's not many. Oh, maybe it's Sevenac. Seven. Yeah, bucks. probably Sevenac in the in the diamond or Menage. Yep. We'll go go Sevenac. I'm pretty keen. All right, sweet. All right, you at the track on Saturday at Thramwick? No, I've got training. You only so. go to Rose Hill, don't you, Western Suburbs boy? <laughs> no, I don't mind Ramwick. I like Ramwick, but Rose Hill is nice when I can get home in about 12 minutes. What's the um? So when you're obviously training on Saturday, when's your first game or are you allowed to play? Are you going to be allowed to start uh, we've, got, we've got an intra-club this weekend, so I'll sit that out, but we've got a few team bonding stuff, things after. Yeah, um, and then next is. weekend... Next weekend's our first trial, so um, I'll You're be allowed to, to go for that. You're allowed to play? Yeah. allowed contact? Sick. Um, what does team yeah. bonding mean? Does that just mean beers? Um, it means, no, we're doing an amazing race, which will be oh, good in team. Yeah, sick. which will be sick. Um, and then, yeah, into a few beers that night, I think it'll be a pretty big one. That's good. Where do you do that? Around the city? No, nah, we're, we're doing it actually just pretty locally, um, which would be good. So we're just doing it at the footy club at Cherrybrook, which would be nice. So nice and close for me. Fridge to fridge. Um, so we've got a um, big clubhouse there as well. So that's where it'll be sort of held. So it should be pretty fun. It'll be a bit of a lock-in, I reckon. Beautiful. <laughs> that phone's at the door. Pretty much. All right. Beautiful. That's um, We've done a fair bit of Sydney there as well. Let's... Um, I reckon we wait to put out any tips or any mail until Saturday, until we know what's going on and who's scratched and who's not. Um, Because I think there's going to be a fair bit in Sydney. 
Caulfield will probably go go ahead as please, I reckon, I think. But um, let's do it, mate. Fingers crossed we get well. Good, Good stuff. We love this time of year.